Get ready to do the chores this morning. And everybody around our listening area, around the state for the most part, in the third, well, Milwaukee's 48. And there's really something how the weather is breaking off there. We're 37, Milwaukee's 48, Chicago's 69 right now. So, again, that's where that front is, right on that border between Wisconsin and Minnesota, and uh, Illinois, not quite south enough to bring some of that good cold weather into Chicago. So those folks are, uh, they got about 80 yesterday in Chicago. Can you believe that? What the temperature is this evening in Champaign, Illinois, versus Madison, Wisconsin. Well, I think it'll be a little cooler in Madison as we get ready for football. But we got a lot of chores to talk about this morning here on Wax. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. And we do have the Badgers, what, kickoff 7 o'clock? I believe it. I believe it. And I'm celebrating today, by the way. Why? What are you celebrating? You've got a different brand of coffee. No. <laughs> we'll what are you celebrating? <laughs> no. Oh, you brought that donut in, too, and I didn't want to eat it before I came on the air, but, oh, it looks good. I'm from Revolution Coffee. That What is it, a pumpkin spice donut or something? Apple cider. Oh, apple cider donut. Apple cider donut. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, they're really good. So I'm what are you excited me. about, or what, uh, what are you celebrating? Well, last night. Last night was the last presidential debate. <laughs> How can you not be excited? Well, that's true. And I went and voted yesterday. I'll tell you one thing. That's a slick system. And here in Eau Claire, I don't know what it's like in other places, but I went down to City Hall. You follow. Yep. They got actually roads closed so that you can get in there just for the voting. Right. You drive in there. You don't get out of your car. They say, okay, go to 10-3, and they drive up to 10-3. They come and hand you a clipboard, and you, you sign your name and address. Okay, drive up here and park. They put a little number on your dashboard and give them the sheet that you just filled out. They go check your address and all that sort of stuff that you're a registered voter, bring you the ballot and explain where to sign and how to fill it out, give you a glue stick and an envelope, you vote, stick it in the envelope, glue stick it closed, drive out, hand them the clipboard and the pen, and then there's a plastic tub. You slide it in there and nobody touches that ballot except me. You didn't get, did you get an I voted sticker, though? That's Absolutely. the important part. Absolutely, I got an I voted sticker. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have that kind of system down at the town of Hale. Well, I think a lot of people have a lot of different systems, <laughs> but I was I was very impressed because nobody Absolutely. touches that ballot. Yeah. Nobody touches that ballot once I got a hold of it. Yeah, except that guy they had in between who licked it for you before that. <laughs> That's why they give you the glue stick. <laughs> so it's, uh, but seriously, if you want to vote yeah. early... There are a lot of neat systems set up around the country at town hall, at city hall, whatever it may be. So, and dependable, uh, you too. Don't do that. Yes, very dependable. But uh, it's unbelievable how many people have already voted. Of course, the way it's going this year, you got to worry about is there going to be a blizzard on, on voting day on November <laughs> That's 3rd? Right. I'm sure we can going. find a time when there was. Oh, but boy. I want one person to give me a call, send me a note today. If you have not decided, I don't, I, I won't share your name. I won't. Say anything about you, or try to convince yeah. you one not way. Only, I yeah. just want to find a person who has not decided, and why you haven't decided. Yeah, yeah. because and there's plenty of reasons for both sides. So, yeah, it's an interesting election year, no question about it. All right, what? So, what are we brewing this morning? Uh, one of the old favorites. I got one of my Sumatras this morning. All right. Yeah. Did, did you ever get the list of all the coffee blends or? What I've got to find that list. Oh, I had the list, and I, I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Talk to your wife. That seems to be the the story of your life. Well, Scott, I can tell you how to find the list. I don't know where I put it. 
go down to Revolution Coffee yeah, on the Main Drag and Black River yeah. Falls, and you can see all of them. There you go. That's a good way to do it. All right, we've got 37 degrees, and we're only going to get to 38 today. Mixed precipitation, so you know what that means. It could get kind of sloppy out there, so be careful if you're driving around today. We've got, uh, again, lots of news to look at. FFA convention supposed to happen next week. Hi. Oh, we got those good vibes on wax. We do on a Friday morning have some good vibes. That's Chris Jansen. It's 5 o'clock, 37 degrees, only get up to 38 mixed precipitation today. So, again, drive safely. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get the news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden discussed racism in America at their final debate. Speaking in Nashville, Trump said he's the least racist person in this room. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump, with the exception, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln. Joe Biden said there is institutional racism in America, and so far our country has not lived up to the decree that all men and women are created equal. Biden says Trump pours fuel on every racist fire, adding he has a dog whistle as big as a foghorn when it comes to white supremacist groups. The FBI says a North Carolina man who was already arrested on child pornography charges also may have been plotting to assassinate Joe Biden. Legal documents show that Alexander Hillel Treisman should remain in jail pending trial because of a possible plot to assassinate the Democratic presidential nominee. The FBI claims that Treisman posted a meme on social media asking if he should kill Biden. Additionally, authorities claim to have found a checklist that ended with the word execute. The reward for an escaped Ohio murderer is doubling. The U.S. Marshal Service has upped the reward for information leading to the arrest of Lester Eubanks to $50,000. Eubanks was convicted in the 1966 killing of 14-year-old Mary Ellen Diener and given the death sentence, which was later commuted to life in prison. In 1973, Eubanks was allowed to shop unsupervised at a Columbus-area shopping center and hasn't been seen since. The now 76-year-old was recently featured on the Netflix reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. And Uber and Lyft are being ordered to treat California drivers as employees. An appeals court ruled the rideshare giants must follow a labor law that took effect in January. That requires gig workers to stop being classified as contractors. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. All right, so that's a look at the news. We've got weather, we've got markets, we've got a lot of people to talk to this morning on the farm show here on Wax. We'll tell you what's going to happen weather-wise. It's going to stay pretty cool for the next week. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Patty Schachner is a doer, not a talker. Hi, I'm Eric Johnson, former Republican District Attorney in St. Croix and Pierce Counties for over 30 years. I'm endorsing Patty for State Senate because I've seen her medical examiner work ethic firsthand. Patty and I collaborated to find solutions for the addiction and mental health crisis here in western Wisconsin. In the Senate, Patty kept fighting for mental health care resources that would support our law enforcement officers. Join me in voting to re-elect Patty Schachner for State Senate on November 3rd. Paid for by Patty for Senate. 
One thing we all have to remember as the weather gets colder, so do the birds. If you've got a feeder, better keep it stocked. And that's why your local Central Wisconsin Hardware Hank Farm and Home Stores bring you the annual Bird Fest 2020. It's the best bird seed prizes of the year. Four days only, October 22nd through October 25th. 40-pound black oil sunflower seeds at just $13.99. 50-pound premium mixed bird seed at just $12.99. And suet cakes on sale now. All in-stock bird feeders are 10% off. Four days only for this huge bird seed sale. October 22nd through October 25th. Limited to supplies on hand. Don't miss this chance to stock up for the winter months with performance seeds at your Central Wisconsin Hardware Hank Farm and Home Stores. Located in Medford, Loyal, Thorpe, Colby, and Pittsville. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not going to warm up anytime soon. Supposed to be 55. That's the average high for today. It's only going to get about 38 today. And mixed precipitation, snow and rain mixed. So, again, be careful as you're out there. Going to get down to about 20 tonight, cloudy, and then start to clear out. Tomorrow we should see a little sun, but the high is only 32. Sunday, more precipitation, probably going to be some snow. Rain, at least snow mixed, if not all snow. High only in the low 30s. Same thing for Monday and Tuesday. The sun's going to come out a little bit. But temperatures in the low 30s, we're not going to get 40 until probably Wednesday and then maybe just barely 40 with partly sunny skies. Right now, it's 38 in La Crosse, Marshfield 35, Green Bay 39, Rice Lake 34. It's 35 in Wausau, Madison, Sun Prairie at 38, Milwaukee at 40. And as we said, Chicago's 69 this morning. Tells you where that front is. And 37 right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area again. That's about it today. Mixed precipitation. So be careful. We've got more numbers. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Warren Wolf. I'm a proud Wisconsin dairy farmer, and one thing I know about Ron Kind, he works hard for us. Ron Kind. I took on the Democratic and Republican leadership in Washington to ensure that our family farmers had guaranteed access to the Canadian dairy market and to get them small business relief. That's why the Wisconsin Farm Bureau and the Wisconsin Farmers Union named Ron Kind a friend of family farmers. I'm Ron Kind, and I approve this message. Paid for by Kind for Congress, Brent Smith Treasurer. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation have been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Let's get to some of our market information brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Scott, as we're at the end of the week, how do the cash livestock numbers look? Fed beef steers are at 99 to 109 with mixed 70 to 98. Fed beef heifers, 97 to 108 with mixed 72 to 96. Fed Holstein steers are at 88 to 97 and a half. Cows, 49 to 69. And bulls, 56 to 85. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 30 and down. Sows, 16 to 20. And boars, 5 and down. New crop market lambs are at 125 to 172. 
old crop market lambs 179 and down and feeder lambs 130 to 175. And livestock futures down yesterday in Chicago on the Merck. October live cattle 103.32 down 32. December at 103.47 down a dollar 10. February down a dollar 30 at 106.77. April cattle 109.87 down a dollar. Feeder cattle for November 130.42 down 72. January 126.20 that's down 87. March is a 126.25 down 90 with April at 128.32. That was down a dollar. Lean hog carcass contracts for December 66.20 down $3. February 66.85 down a dollar 60. April hogs at 69.70 down a dollar 10 and May at 74.50 down 52. Board of trade is mixed as uh, weather conditions vary as far as the harvest. Some export numbers have been all right. Overnight, December corn down a fraction to 4.15 a bushel. Oats down a penny at 3.01. December wheat up one at 6.24. November beans down four at 10.69. December meal up 20 cents a ton at 3.82.60. Barrel cheese up nine and a half cents yesterday, 2.40 and a quarter. The blocks up three and a quarter, 2.77 and a quarter. The butter down one and three quarters at 143 and a half. Class three futures, October up 15 at 21.63. November up 53 at 21.44. The December price up 70 cents at 19.41. January up 52 at 17.60. February up 41 at 16.74. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets and also want to pass along at Wheat and Grain. Uh, their prices today, their Chippewa Falls Wheaton location, Corn and, well, as a matter of fact, the uh, prices are the same at both the uh, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations for wheat and grain. Corn today is 418 in the soybeans at 1072. And we're going to talk to a guy we haven't talked to for a while. That's coming up. Hi, my name is Cameron, and my dad is Daryl, the owner of Wheat and Grain. As the owner of Wheat and Grain, we know what's important when the combines are in the fields. With our facilities, we can give you faster unloading times so you can get back in the fields. We're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. We offer very competitive drying, storage, and many different types of marketing options for your corn and soybeans. Check us out at wheatandgrain.com. Wheat and Grain is our name, and bushels are our game. April 15th, that is the last day the state legislature met. During a pandemic and a financial crisis, our legislature is taking paid time off. We need leaders who will show up, who will listen, and who will represent our communities. I'm Emily Berge, and I'm running for State Assembly. I will work as hard as you do every day to make sure we find solutions to keep moving forward as a state. On November 3, vote Berge. I'm Emily Berge, and I approve this message. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Meetings held by the Extension Service are virtually virtual because of the coronavirus pandemic, including the pest management update meetings. Jerry Clark is with us, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent that we haven't talked to in quite a while. You're still on the job, huh, Jerry? Yeah, we're still employed as far as that goes, just not in the office as much. Uh, we're starting to get back in the groove, back in the offices, uh, maybe part-time. So uh, still working from home otherwise, but trying to get back to the office a couple days a week. Oh, that's good. But I know you've been busy with all these virtual meetings, probably harder doing those than it would be to have in-person meetings. These pest management meetings, these are such good information-packed meetings coming up. 
and uh, they are coming up uh, early in November. Tell us about them and how people can get involved because it's not like you got to go to the one in Halley. You can attend right. about three different ones. They will be virtual. These pest management update meetings are the annual meetings. There's usually about eight of them around the state face-to-face, very regional, but now that we're in the virtual world, uh, we've narrowed that down to three. Uh, they will all be the week of November 10th, so November 10th, 11th, and 12th. You need to sign up uh, through the website, and so that takes you to a form that you just fill out, and you can sign up for uh, the one on Tuesday, November 10th, or uh, Wednesday, November 11th, or Thursday, November 12th. And each of those are offered at a different time, too. So if the date doesn't work, maybe the time will. Tuesday, November 10th, will be at, we'll start at 9 o'clock to 11 a.m., uh, Wednesday the 11th starts at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Thursday November 12th from 1 to 3 p.m. So uh, hopefully there's enough variety there that the normal attendees, uh, farmers, uh, crop consultants, agency folks will find a date that'll work for them for these ma- for these uh, pest management meetings. But you have to sign up before the meetings. Yes, what they do is the registration link uh, gets your general information and then uh, the day before or, or slightly before the, the meeting you will get the actual link to the meeting and so they will email you that link so it's going to be pretty important that you put the correct email in that registration link because you will get um, an email later on that says here's the connection information click on that link uh, to get you into the meeting and you'll be all set now tell us about the topics and uh, a lot of familiar speakers but uh, these are really important meetings what are they going to talk about all our specialists yeah, like you said, our, our state specialists are, are the, uh, the main uh, attraction to this as we get the latest pest management update as far as what happened during the growing season and, and new uh, products or new management techniques coming out. And so Dr. Mark Renz, he's our perennial weed scientist, works with pastures and, and uh, alfalfa hay seedings. He's going to talk about some of the new pasture herbicides that are available and will be coming out and some of those management practices. So Mark's going to give a, an update on that. Uh, Brian Jensen is our field crop entomologist uh, with UW-Madison, and Brian is going to talk mainly about uh, corn rootworm resistance and and some of that update. We're starting to see that be an issue as some of these uh, technology products are starting to uh, lose their efficacy and and insects are starting to build up resistance to to corn rootworm. And so that's where... um, well, uh, Brian's going to talk about that and also look at the 2020 year in review with some of the uh, emerging pest issues that came up this year related to, you know, some of the armyworm issues and these kind of things. And again, that's Jerry Clark, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent. Those meetings again are, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's correct. All right, and they're all different times, 9 to 11, then 11 to 1, then 1 to 3. So you should be able to Sign up for one of those. November 2nd is the deadline, and get a hold of your extension agent. I could give you the sign-up, but it's a long website. So (laughs) go to your county agent and have them give it to you so you can write it down. But, again, sign-up is uh, November 2nd for those meetings coming up. Pest management meetings are all good meetings, and these are top researchers that will give you the what's up. Quarter after five, we've got some farm news to look at this morning here on 20 in a row, X 104.5. Farm news brought to you by Dummer's Grain Service and Buck Country Grain. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain 
in Arcadia and Dummer's Green Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buckcountrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Head at Dummer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn delivered to those elevators today, 368. The soybeans at 1007. Scott, what's going on? All dressed up and nowhere to go. That might be the best way to describe the situation for thousands of FFA students around the country. Next week is their 93rd National FFA Convention scheduled for Indianapolis. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, this year's convention will be held virtually. Despite that, normal activities will be held, including the, all the award pre- presentations. From our area, 32 members will receive their American FFA degree, the highest award a member can obtain. Nine of those from our area are from the Owen with the FFA chapter. In all, 143 Wisconsin FFA members will earn their American degrees this year. We also have six finalists for National Proficiency Awards from this area, including Courtney Zimmerman from Spencer and Beef Production, Matthew Fisher of Owen Withy in Dairy Production, Tyler Gardner from Pittsville in Fruit Production, and Tristan Workers from Stratford in Service Learning, and two from Cochrane Fountain City. That's Amara Livingston, and she's up, uh, Amara is up for the award in Diversified Horticulture, while Andrew Mayus is a finalist in Specialty Animal Production. Nobody from Wisconsin is running for national office this year. The convention will start on Tuesday. The USDA has released its 2019 Certified Organic Survey. It shows Wisconsin ranks second in the number of organic farms with 1,364. That's about 8% of the total organic farms in the country. Total organic acreage in the state was just under 251,000. Our leading organic product is milk with production valued at $125.7 million. California has the most organic farms with 3,012. And they have the most organic farms of everything, don't they? I mean, they, <laughs> most uh, dairy production, I mean, that's uh, it's a different world. If you've never seen California agriculture, yep. it is a marvel, that's for sure, out in those valleys. It's something to see. All right, thank you, sir. We'll take a look at more farm news later on, brought to you by Dummer's Grain Service. Almost 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. Well, a couple of weeks ago when uh, the Undersecretary of Agriculture, Bill Northey, was here, he was accompanied by Sandy Chalmers, who is a Wisconsin FSA, Farm Service Agency Director. And we had a chance to uh, talk to Sandy about some of the things going on with the Farm Service Agency. We'll, we'll hear what she's got to say. Coming up on WAX, 19 minutes after 5.37 right now. Mixed precipitation again today, so be careful. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. 
Hi, I'm Amanda White Eagle. Growing up, my parents worked multiple jobs so that I could go to college and law school. I moved to western Wisconsin to raise my family and serve our small town community. Now my mom won't retire after decades of working because she'll lose her quality health insurance. And I'm still paying off my student loans as I prepare to send my teenagers to college and technical school. I'm running to be your 92nd Assembly District representative to get our fair share of health care access, school funding, better roads, and reliable internet. Vote Amanda White Eagle for Assembly by November 3rd. Paid for and authorized by Amanda White Eagle for assembly. This is time that matters. A window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's been quite a year. As everybody knows, whether you're in agriculture or any other industry, and one of those uh, areas that's been very busy has been the Farm Service Agency offices. Sandy Chalmers is with me now, State Director. And Sandy, as we're here into the fall harvest, what's the status around the state of our Farm Service Agency offices? Are we still all virtual? We got some open? Are we up to fee, up to speed staff-wise? Where are we at? Well, all of our offices have staff working physically in the offices. Um, we have 55 county offices across the state, and right now 18 of those are allowing face-to-face uh, appointments with producers. Now, producers have to be screened, you know, to make sure they, they don't have any COVID-like symptoms. Um, and we're trying to limit the number of face-to-face interactions we have for, for obvious reasons. Um, but we're, we're obviously finding a way to, this, to make this work. Um, uh, the, our farmers are being very flexible with us in understanding new ways to do business with FSA. Uh, one new tool we have that we're get, getting great producer feedback on is digital signatures, where we can take your CFAP application over the phone, shoot it back to you by email, uh, two or three clicks with a smartphone, and that's signed and goes back to the FSA office to be processed. So it's really kind of speeding things up. And, uh, of course, right now, nobody really wants to have to jump off the combine to drive into town to sign the CFAP application anyway. So we are using some new tools and trying to be as flexible as possible to make it work for the producer. CFAP, of course, has been, as far as farmers are concerned, a very successful program. CFAP 1 is is done as far as the sign-up and checks going out. CFAP 2 is underway. Looking at CFAP 1, we've gotten in Wisconsin, I think, approximately $525 million. They've sent out about 10 of the $16 billion for the program. Do you expect more CFAP 1 dollars to be coming to Wisconsin? I think we will have some some more applications, and we've taken kind of a liberal approach on late-filed applications because we're in a unique situation right now with COVID. Um, And as you will also remember, there are a number of specialty crop commodities that became eligible maybe three or four weeks before the deadline. So we're trying to um, basically extend that deadline for 
for, for producers. Those producers can late file an application with a written statement explaining why their application came in after the deadline. That's then reviewed by the county committee and a, a determination is made. So right now we're about $543 million on CFAP1, close to 19,000 unique uh, applications. So you can kind of get a feel for how broad the reach was on CFAP1. Um, and of course, CFAP2 has even a broader reach with more commodities eligible. I was going to ask about that. We're in to sign up for CFAP2 now. How many more commodities? Because it's really gotten into some specialty crops that uh, we didn't have in the CFAP1. How much, what are some of those more exotic crops, I guess, or whatever it might be to, that are included in CFAP2? So producers are aware that there's some help out there for them. Well, when I think of the Chippewa Valley, I think dry edible beans, and that's one commodity that is eligible for CFAP2. Uh, cranberries, ginseng, uh, goat dairy milk is, is now eligible. Mink pelts is now eligible. So as you look across the country, the number of uh, commodities is up around close to 300. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, some of those don't grow in our climate. Um, but I, just about everything is eligible. It's almost easier to talk about what's not eligible, and that would be horses, donkeys, uh, companion animals, prevent planning, and, uh, and really that's, that's about it. Mm -hmm. We also have a, a new term in CFAP to contract grower. What is that all about? Are we talking, is that strictly commodities? Are we talking people that are calf growers or, you know, do have programs, they raise heifers for other dairy farmers. What's a contract grower? How do they qualify? And how do you split it up between the one that owns the commodity and the one that's growing it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the basic bottom line here is that you have to have ownership in, in the commodity and you have to have uh, production risk. So those are the two things we're, we're looking at. Somebody who's, um, if I'm paying you to feed my heifers, you're not going to be eligible for a payment on those heifers. Um, a lot of our vegetables and fruits are, are contracted, so we're looking at whether that producer has ownership in the commodity and production risk in the commodity. And uh, I would say almost everything that's grown under contract in Wisconsin is going to be eligible for CFAP2. Uh, sweet corn, uh, green beans for processing, uh, cranberries are, are all eligible. And if you have any questions uh, about a specific contract, that's where your local FSA can, can help you out, review that contract and, and provide some information to you. Have the provisions changed much from CFAP 1 to CFAP 2 as far as the contract is concerned? Or, you know, if you got into CFAP 1, it's almost a carbon copy for CFAP 2 applications, or are there some updates? Well, CFAP 2 looks similar to CFAP 1, but there are some pretty significant differences. Um, CFAP 1 looked at that really uh, that early impact of COVID on ag markets looked at, at price declines from mid-January to mid-April. Um, and just thinking about what, what's in the ground at that time in Wisconsin, 
not a lot, mm -hmm. right? So um, a lot of the fresh market growers, farmers market growers were not eligible for CFAP 1. CFAP 2 is looking at the 2020 crop. It's looking at price decrease or impact from mid-January to the end of July. And when you take that broad a look at, at losses, you're going to pull a lot more commodities into the program. And really what's what's happened. Um, I, I, the, the interest we're seeing right now, especially from dairies and from some of our specialty crops like cranberries and ginseng and mink, um, it's, it's been very, very strong. And the, the assistance is flowing out very quickly to producers. And again, that's Sandy Chalmers, who is the State Farm Service Agency Director. And again, if you didn't sign up for CFAP 1 because, well, my crops, what I produce doesn't include it. Check it out. CFAP 2 has uh, added crops, as she said. So there are some things that weren't in CFAP 1 that are in CFAP 2. And uh, they've sent over $6 billion out already for CFAP 2. 28 and a half after 5, we've got some uh, other news to get to. The weather, markets, busy Friday morning at Wax. Where is the Pioneer Audio Tour taking me today? Right outside this secure door. Let's go inside. This is the Germplasm Library on the Johnston, Iowa campus, Pioneer's largest R&D center. Well, it's less library and more vault. There are racks of corn and soybean seeds going back to 1926. Ugh, and it's cold in here. 10 degrees below, to be exact. I can see my own breath. This is where it all begins. The depth and breadth of pioneer germplasm, combined with the vast knowledge of pioneer breeders who have worked with these genetic lines for years. Together, they create a pipeline of products for maximum yield potential and consistent performance. The Germplasm Library, one of the places that makes Pioneer Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Patty Schachner is a doer, not a talker. Hi, I'm Eric Johnson, former Republican District Attorney in St. Croix and Pierce Counties for over 30 years. I'm endorsing Patty for State Senate because I've seen her medical examiner work ethic firsthand. Patty and I collaborated to find solutions for the addiction and mental health crisis here in western Wisconsin. In the Senate, Patty kept fighting for mental health care resources that would support our law enforcement officers. Join me in voting to re-elect Patty Schachner for State Senate on November 3rd. Paid for by Patty for Senate. Cub Cadet X-Series snowblowers have the power and performance you need to take on winter and win. And now you can get $100 off units $8.99 and up. Offer valid through November 3rd. Seize this season with thoughtful design, a versatile set of features, and the confidence to handle even the harshest conditions. Whatever your extreme is, Cub Cadet X-Series snowblowers are designed for performance. Hurry into your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Baraboo Implement Company, at Rice Lake, Wisconsin, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, for exceptional offers, expert advice, and superior service. Time to look at some of our news around the area. Besides our farm news, we've got a lot of local news. Scott, what's going on? Taxes are going up some to pay for improvements at the Chippewa Valley Technical College, but not as much as first thought. CVTC leaders yesterday said the average increase in property taxes will be about $5 less than predicted in April. Voters approved a $48 million referendum in the spring to add on and renovate the buildings in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, River Falls, and Menominee. The state of Wisconsin is confirming that it's questioned whether Foxconn's plant in Mount Pleasant 
will ever fully open. The Department of Administration yesterday said it did send the memo cited in a recent report that said Foxconn's plant might be a better demonstration piece than anything else. The memo and report with both question whether Foxconn will ever make good on its jobs and promises. It's just the latest in the back and forth between the Evers administration and the company. For its part, Foxconn this week said it remains committed to its project in Mount Pleasant, but didn't offer any specifics about when the plant will open or when production might begin. Wisconsin is starting to pay the additional $300 unemployment benefits, so anyone receiving unemployment could get up to $1,800 for payments retroactive to August 1st and lasting up to the week of September 5th. The federal dollars came from the Lost Wage Assistance Program as part of FEMA's Disaster Relief Fund. Some parts of downtown Eau Claire are looking a bit more festive these days. The South Barstow Business Improvement District yesterday said it finished installing white lights on the trees down on South Barstow. The project took about five years and $40,000 to complete. The lights will shine from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m., every night and it's the first game of the badger football season but madison will look a bit different this year than it normally does on game day the city and university are reminding fans that there will be no tailgating for tonight's opening game there will also be no fans in the stands at camp randall madison and uw leaders say they will strictly enforce the new tailgating rules kickoff tonight against the illini is at 7 p.m., and good luck with the enforcement of those rules. Yeah, well, I think Mother Nature will help out. It's not going to be real be. conducive temperature-wise to do uh, a lot of cooking out or a lot of tailgating, so we'll see. All right, we're going to catch Kelly in the weather, see what's going on next. It's fall. The days get shorter. The trees are ablaze with color, and the sun seems to take on a special golden glow. And Rob Staffschult knows that here in Wisconsin... Fall also means getting into our tree stands and blinds, running the dogs, and adding another chapter to Wisconsin's great sporting heritage tradition. That's fall in Rob Staffschultz, Wisconsin. And that's fall in Donald Trump's America. President Trump has been a consistent defender of our Second Amendment rights and our time-honored national traditions. But that's not fall in some Democrats' America. Some Democrats want to gut our constitutional right to keep and bear arms. Some even say we should put proponents of banning and seizing the guns we hunt with in charge of national gun policy. Like President Trump, Rob Staffschult respects our sporting heritage and our national heritage. That's the kind of leadership we need today more than ever. Paid for by the Republican Party of Wisconsin as an in-kind to taxpayers for Staffschult. Let's check our weather. It's a Friday morning. We get into the weekend and football down in Madison. Lots of things going on. And we go over to Sky 113. Kelly Slifka is with us this morning, and boy, it just doesn't get any better, Kelly. Well, it doesn't? You mean football? No, I mean the weather. Oh. You can't it get any worse? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> don't say that. I, I don't think. Well, this has got to be the worst stretch we've ever had in October, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I don't remember it uh, being like this. I remember snow in 1991, the uh, 
Halloween, but not this early. This early and this just prolonged cold snap that we're in. And it looks like we're going to be kind of stuck in this weather pattern uh, through the weekend and much of next week. Now, there are some signs by the later, later part next week and next weekend, we will at least finally see the weather pattern change and maybe give us some warmer temperatures. So, But we're going to have to hang on, though. Looks like we have another week of this, generally. We have had some snow showers, mainly to the north and west of uh, Eau Claire this morning. So we are expecting some snow showers, maybe mixed with a few sprinkles, because temperatures are actually a little milder this morning. We're sitting at 37 right now, but we'll see a few snow showers or sprinkles. Maybe a peak or two of sun later today as some colder air starts to surge on in as a northwest wind kicks in. Temperatures up to about 38. Uh, we'll be partly cloudy and cold tonight. We'll see some teens in some outlying areas, low down to 20 inside the city limits. Uh, tomorrow, a little bit of sunshine in the morning, then the clouds start to thicken up. Only a high of 32. Another system brings us some snow spreading our way, and this is a cold air is going to be sinking way down in the Lone Star State. So this is some uh, further reaching cold air that's going to be reaching much of the middle of the country. But we will see some snow, some accumulating snow, maybe a couple of inches, one to two inches in the Eau Claire area. It looks like the southern part of the state will see a little bit more high of 32. Right now in Eau Claire, as I mentioned, we do have clouds around and some drizzle, temperature at 37. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Well, I hear you say earlier it's 69 in Chicago. Uh, yeah, 69. They got up to 78 yesterday. Wow. It just It was crazy. It really is. Uh, this is, uh, and you expect towards the end of next week it'll get better. Yeah, you know, we got one, this, this surge of cold air that's coming in Sunday and Monday. That's headed all the way down into Lone Star State, and I think this will finally change our weather pattern a little bit going into next week. So. Ah, that's good. Well, we'll wait to see what happens. Thanks, Kelly. You bet. Kelly Slifko, we're at Skywarn 13 with our weather forecast this morning. Brought to you by Premier Livestock and Auctions over in the Withy area. Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy will have a special feeder cattle auction Tuesday, October 27th, and a dairy cattle auction Wednesday, October 28th, both of those sales at 11 a.m. That feeder cattle auction will feature bred beef cows, cow-calf pairs, and beef breeding bulls, expecting 700 to 800 head. The dairy cattle auction will feature a complete retirement herd dispersal of 64 Holstein dairy cows from the Dave and Deb Gretzinger farm at Shawano with 15 sharp fresh Holstein two-year-olds from the Dave Fromm farm at Edgar. You can attend the sale live at the Premier Livestock Barn or buy online at CattleUSA.com. For information about these and other sales, call Premier Livestock and Auctions at 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Warren Wolf. I'm a proud Wisconsin dairy farmer, and one thing I know about Ron Kind, he works hard for us. Ron Kind. I took on the Democratic and Republican leadership in Washington to ensure that our family farmers had guaranteed access to the Canadian dairy market and to get them small business relief. That's why the Wisconsin Farm Bureau and the Wisconsin Farmers Union named Ron Kind a friend of family farmers. I'm Ron Kind, and I approve this message. Paid for by Kind for Congress, Brent Smith, Treasurer. Join compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. Wisconsin Farmers Union will premier the new online dairy supply management and how it can save our rural economy video at noon on October 28th. Wisconsin Farmers Union President Darren Von Ruden tells us a bit about that video. 
What really brought it about is the action of the Dairy Together program that we started back uh, three years ago now and working with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, too, on looking at how to better price the products that specifically the milk that Wisconsin dairy farmers and American dairy farmers are producing. Those people watching the video online will be invited afterwards to watch a panel discussion about supply management and then ask questions of those panelists. To receive a link to attend and participate, go to wisconsinfarmersunion.com slash events or contact the Wisconsin Farmers Union State Office in Chippewa Falls. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're going to get to markets, but, uh, boy, it's got DNR making history. That's right. Wisconsin has a new chief state forester. Heather Berkland, the first woman to ever lead the state's forestry industry, was selected for the job earlier this month. She's a graduate of UW-Stevens Point and has been with the DNR for the past 20 years. Most of her career has been as a forester in northern Wisconsin, and she will continue to make Rhinelander her base of operations. I did an interview with her yesterday. We'll hear probably next week sometime, and at the end I said, uh, and it looks to me like, you don't even have to move to Madison to take this job. She says, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather Berkland, uh, she's originally from down the Reedsburg uh, Baraboo area, so she'll be our new state forester. 20 minutes to 6. We've got markets. We've got Brent and a countryside program. We've got a busy morning yet. One thing we all have to remember as the weather gets colder, so do the birds. If you've got a feeder, better keep it stocked. And that's why your local Central Wisconsin Hardware Hank Farm and Home Stores bring you the annual Bird Fest 2020. It's the best bird seed prizes of the year. Four days only, October 22nd through October 25th. 40-pound black oil sunflower seeds at just $13.99. 50-pound premium mixed bird seed at just $12.99. And suet cakes on sale now. All in-stock bird feeders are 10% off. Four days only for this huge bird seed sale. October 22nd through October 25th. Limited to supplies on hand. Don't miss this chance to stock up for the winter months with performance seeds at your central Wisconsin hardware Hank farm and home stores. Located in Medford, Loyal, Thorpe, Colby, and Pittsville. Hi, I'm Warren Petrick, a lifelong resident of western Wisconsin and your representative to the 93rd Assembly. Our area farmers continue to play a vital role in feeding Wisconsin, America, and the world. Through these uncertain times, I continue to support our family farms by reducing taxes, expanding access to conservation resources, and opening up new markets for export. Please vote for me on November 3rd to keep me working hard for you. Paid for by Warren Petrick for Assembly. The Warren we know, the candidate we trust. Off-farm income helps make ends meet. But if you like helping farmers as well as you like farming, you don't have to go off-farm to earn additional income. I'm Shannon Latham. We're looking for people like you to join our team of Latham Seed representatives. We offer flexible hours, agronomic support, and one of the largest, most diverse portfolios of technologies in this industry because we believe in providing the right seed field-by-field for local growing conditions. Made for this? Let's talk business at 877-GO-LATHAM. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 18 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go over to the Altoona market to hear the latest report from Jim Lindsay. 
High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 90 to 95. Choice Holstein steers, 82 to 90. Select underfinished heavyweight steers and heifers, 82 and down. Choice Dairy Cross steers and heifers, 90 to 97. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 54 to 61 of the top is 6350. 60% of the cows sold from 40 to 53. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 40 and down. Cow bulls sold from 76 to 88. Thin, full, horned bulls weighing over a ton all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $125 per head. Light, poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $75 to $200 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale is today, October 23rd at noon. We're expecting five to 600 head. Check out our consignment list at www.equitycoop.com and click on the Altoona page for the latest in our consignments. If you'd like to consign any cattle for upcoming sales or would like an on-farm visit, feel free to call the market at 715-835-3104. Early consignments are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Last year, our schools got an extra $500 million because of our state rep, Triog Proshiankowitz. I'm voting for him November 3rd. No, that's not his name. It's Trug Penonsky. And he also voted to support local law enforcement and help keep violent criminals off our streets. He's got my vote, too. No, you both have it wrong. It's Chairman Penchislonsky, and he really cares about health care. He helped lower insurance premiums for families and voted to protect people with pre-existing conditions. You've all got it wrong. Trey Pashelski is the guy who is helping rebuild our economy safely and making sure hospitals and nursing homes have the resources to protect our loved ones. You got my record right, but my name wrong. I'm Treg Pranchinski, and no matter how you pronounce my name, I'll keep fighting for you. Treg Pranchinski. Funny name, great representative. Vote November 3rd. Paid for by T.E. Pranchinski for Assembly. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And more market. Let's go to the Equity Stratford barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're doing good this morning. Uh, uh, nothing too favorable on the weather end of it, I guess. No, nope, uh, another mixed precipitation day. Snow, rain mix, high of 38. <laughs> it's, uh, boy, this is nasty for October, that's for sure. Well, wrap up the week over there at the Stratford Sale Barn for us. I will do that. Bob, thank you. Good morning, everyone. And uh, like Bob said, a summary from this past week and yesterday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the market cow auction from this past week. A mostly steady trend. High-yielding, fleshier cows continue to sell from 55 to 63. And we did top this week at 65. Uh, most of your cows, your average cows, are continuing to sell from 43 to 54. Thinner cows and your plainer light carcass cows, 42 and back. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls are selling mostly from 77 to 87. Fancy bulls topping at 95. Lighter bulls 75 and below. On the fed cattle trade, choice grading beef steers and heifers mostly from uh, 92 to 101. Choice grading Holstein steers from 82 to 92. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from 93 to 97 and a half. Now into the calf market, uh, kind of an overall week, steady-to-week trend on the bull calves, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens here in the next few weeks with the uh, much higher grain prices, uh, lower prices on the board for fat cattle and also for feeder cattle. But anyway, uh, this week on the bull calves, 9,230 pounders, selling mostly from 60 to 125. Early in the week, we did top at 135. 
Tougher calves, very limited demand this week, $30 and below. And your good quality beef calves continue to be in fairly good demand, 100 to 220 And they did top at 240 again earlier in the week. Now we want to take a look at next week here at Equity Stratford, uh, full marketing week on tap, of course. Our next hay sale will be next Tuesday, the 27th. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, October 28th. And we do have some upcoming special sales here in November, including the uh, feeder cattle on November 4th, featuring special red-hided feeder cattle and red beef cows. We'll more to say about that next week, but you can read about that on the on the website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and our phone number here, 715-687-4101. So, Bob, you enjoy the weekend. Uh, I don't think we'll have to worry about raking leaves or doing anything outside too much. <laughs> no, we got to watch the Badgers play football tonight. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that ought to be exciting with no people in the stadium. And Well, uh, it's something to do, that's for sure. But uh, we've been waiting a long time, so... You uh, you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you next week. Certainly. You guys have a nice weekend, and maybe the next time we talk, we can talk about 50-degree uh, temperatures maybe somewhere, huh? That's not where we're going to talk in March. <laughs> we'll see you later. There goes Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Barn. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, once again, we've got 37 degrees, mixed precipitation today, and uh, the reports are that the roads are pretty slick out there. We've gotten some texts and some updates from folks trying to drive on the road, so do be careful out there. It is uh, slick and tricky. Well, at the Board of Trade, overnight, December corn down a fraction at 415. The oats down a penny at 301. Wheat for December up a penny at 624. November beans down four at 1069. Meal for December up 20 cents a ton at 382.60. At some of our country elevators, like wheat and grain, the corn and bean prices at their Chippewa Falls Wheaton location and at the Connersville location, same prices. Corn at 418, the beans at 1072. Dummer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn at those elevators today is 368, and the uh, beans at 1007. And in the uh, DTN screen, Golden Plump has corn today at 368. At uh, Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, 365 on the corn, 999 on the beans. Osseo's 375 on the corn, 999 on the soybeans. Elk Mound, 369 for the corn, 1009 for the beans. Sparta is 360 and 993. At Ellsworth, 357 for the corn, 999 for the soybeans. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 371. Stanley corn, 368. The New Richmond Grain Facility, 362. Barrel cheese up nine and a half at 240 and a quarter. The blocks up three and a quarter at 277 and a quarter. The butter down one and three quarters to 143 and a half. The October class three up 15 at 2163. November up 53 at 2144. December up 70 at 1941. January up 52 at 1760. February up 41. At 1674. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. 
Countryside Cooperative agronomists tell us that fertilizer efficiency is one of the most important reasons to neutralize soil pH. With lime, your Countryside agronomist will come to your field and do some soil testing and you'll get the results for your buffer pH. That takes into account your soil texture and buffering capacity to give you a recommendation about how much lime you should apply. Lime sources can differ in performance based on how finely it's ground and the different parts of calcium carbonate. It's best to do lime sampling to determine how much you need per acre. Talk with your countryside agronomist today about getting a quality soil sample to determine if lime could benefit the fertilizer efficiency of your soil. Call Countryside Cooperative at 800-236-7585 or visit countrysidecoop.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We got something to talk about crop-wise now. Brent Wink joins us on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. And Brent, about uh, Tuesday afternoon, at least in our part of the world, things came to a screeching halt as far as the harvest is concerned with all that snow. Wow, this just kind of brings you back to the 1991, was it? The Halloween Blizzard? I, I don't remember. Is that the year, Bob? Something like that. It's been a while. It's been about 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is definitely a, a screaming halt. You've been doing so well for us on your weather forecast and making the weather right for us in harvest. But, yeah, that certainly put a put a halt to a, a lot of the progress going on. But, you know, that's Wisconsin weather, I guess, for you. It really is. Are you concerned at all? I mean, it's going to melt off might and most of it probably has already by now but as far as being heavy on the corn we had a little stock integrity and we don't have all the soybeans off yet it's going to create a few problems yeah absolutely you just you don't like to see you know any challenges in weather like that and there certainly is some corn fields with stock integrity and by the last crop report only showed 72 percent harvested for soybeans so i really I uh, feel for the people that are still trying to knock out some soybeans. You know, some some areas the beans just stayed so green uh, later into you know late September, early October that they weren't able to start harvesting as fast as some of the other areas. So, still some soybeans to take off. Now, obviously, that's at a at a complete halt till you're uh, gone with all of the snow and try to get those plants to dry back out. So, they certainly are a lot more finicky to try to get the harvest done but uh, we were able to get kind of our our all of our soybean plots off across the state of wisconsin and across the state of minnesota and all the areas that i cover and that's why i thought i'd just wrap up kind of what we found this year uh, on the soybean plots and just highlight a few uh, varieties and just talk about some things in general and we're starting to see some of the corn data uh, roll in so across the state of Wisconsin, uh, just starting out at the, the 0.8 maturity set. So it's kind of one of the earlier maturity sets across our state. The entire plot set averaged 67 bushel. Topping that plot was still a variety from cropland, uh, 0957. It's just a straight Roundup Ready. doesn't have any other traits on it. And that variety uh, was 81 bushel per acre. So very nice, strong yielding product that has good tolerance to white mold uh, also in that plot as grow 10x9 so that's an extend variety that had yielded 75 bushel 
as when we moved to the 1.2 maturity set across the state, that entire maturity set averaged 73 bushel with a couple of extend varieties, uh, one from Cropland, 1111 extends, and another one from NK S14 U9 extends. Both of those varieties were uh, 77 to 80 bushel per acre, so real nice yields out of that extend lineup. When we got to the 1.6 maturity set in the state, the average was 75 bushel. In that maturity set, a couple of uh, GT27 beans, so that trait would be just Liberty Tolerance and Roundup Ready Tolerance. Credenz 1660s and Cropland 1659s, uh, both of those were over 80 bushel per acre. And we also had a Bravant Enlist bean, the 169 Enlist bean, so 1.6 maturity that was at 75 bushel. And then the last maturity set that I'll talk about in the state that kind of affects our area was the group two soybeans, so kind of the later season beans. Plot average there was 75 bushel uh, in that plot, and we had a variety Asgro 20X9s that topped that plot over 80 bushel per acre, so another extend bean in the lineup. Then just one last thing, I, I did get results from, I had 12 different fungicide uh, plots across my territory applying fungicide on soybeans. I got all that data back and kind of did the averages. The average across those 12 plots had a 7 bushel response with a high of 13 bushel response. So we saw a nice little bump with fungicide application here on R3 soybeans. So definitely uh, some very respectable soybean yields. It's really nice to see um, what we had going on. I know some of the particular plots, we had some soybeans yielding. Some of the individual plots, you had some soybeans yielding into the 90 bushel range. So just definitely strong yields out of our soybean crop this year, Bob. All right, Brent. Thank you very much. Brent Wake in our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. And again... Got crops still left to harvest. Uh, it's going to be tough getting them in this weekend because we got another day today with mixed precipitation. The roads are slippery right now. That's, uh, you've been getting some text telling you that, right? Yep, yep, especially up to the north and west a little bit here. All right, so be careful out there this morning. But have a good weekend. Uh, Badgers play tonight. World Series is back on tonight. You got something to do. Wax 104.